Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining us on Banking on Experience. I'm excited about today's topic because we're gonna be calling out those who are not walking the talk of the CX. So it's time to do it. And it was something that our guest is very passionate about today. So we're gonna be talking to a special guest from Texas Capital Bank. Stay tuned on that. Thank you so much for joining us on the Banking on Experience podcast. Today, we're joined by Ann Witherspoon at Texas Capital Bank. Welcome to the podcast, Ann. Thanks, James. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. You know, I asked you a question to kind of get a feel for what you wanted to talk about maybe on the podcast. I just asked you open-endedly, what, what's something you're passionate about that you, a lot of your peers or maybe even the industry might think differently about. And you want to go ahead and just tell the audience what you chose and why? Sure. (laughs) Yeah, I think what I said was the thing that comes to mind is that many people think they know best when it comes to what the customer wants and what the customer thinks and how to best service them and that they talk about how important client experience is, but then they go completely against delivering an effortless experience. And so there's some examples that come to mind, everything from not setting proper expectations with the client from the beginning to not investing in the known pain points. So I just think there's various areas that those things become apparent. I completely agree with you. Coming from the CX space, it's one of those things where I think we oftentimes get caught up in our day-to-day work, right? Through technology and all that stuff. And we try to automate so much of what we can do to do more. And sometimes that automation actually can get in the way of exactly what you're talking about. But I forgot to ask you, I always like to ask my guests a question to start off the podcast. What'd you have for breakfast today, Anne? <laughs> this morning for breakfast, I had avocado toast. Ooh, yummy. <laughs> How about you? I actually didn't have breakfast. I, I <laughs> bless my wife. She she is so good to me and and oftentimes will bring me in like an omelet or something like that if I don't get a chance to. But today I, I just was so already in meetings, so I couldn't I couldn't eat breakfast. But I, I, I want to transition the conversation a little bit because I, I also want to give you an opportunity to talk about Texas Capital Bank and and tell us a little bit about about Texas Capital. Yeah, absolutely. Texas Capital Bank is a commercial bank that delivers highly personalized financial services. We are based in Dallas. We're a relationship bank focused on really partnering with our clients and providing value by delivering expert guidance and true commitment to our client base. We've always been a relationship bank, and that is why client experience really fits in nicely with that. Focus on client has been something that Texas Capital is very much committed to from its beginning. Loving, oftentimes focusing on that requires, you know, top-down initiative. Did you, just curious, has your organization gained that confidence at the ELT level to where they're, they're as bought in as the employees are? Yeah, absolutely. Again, the focus on the client is part of our strategic objectives. It's part of what we're talking about every single day, you know, and my role as the chief client experience officer is really giving me that responsibility for helping advance the organizational focus on the end-to-end client journey 
And that includes evolution of the CX program overall, the metrics, the reporting, and how do we implement solutions that help increase client satisfaction and really deepen those client relationships. Mm, Love that. So as we talk about walking the walk and not just talking about it, where do you think that financial institutions get this wrong? Well, I think that many times they get it wrong because they are well-intentioned. I like to say that oftentimes people are well-intentioned, but they're not intentional. And what I mean by that is they truly care about their clients. They want to take care of their clients. But instead of proactively designing an intentional journey, really that end-to-end that I just mentioned, they make reactive decisions, maybe based on their own perspective instead of that perspective of the client and really what the client needs. I also like to think of it, we used to call it CloudTree a micro journey where there's touch points that you have, like maybe a credit card opening or maybe a mortgage application. Each one of those is its own little journey. You work with a different team within a financial institution. You work with a different process altogether. And I think that's one of those things where it's also important to kind of map those out and understand them from an organizational perspective so that you can, to your point, be really focused in making sure that the employees see that as the journey develops. So I love the fact that you mentioned that because I think that that's also another way to do that. Yeah, well, one of the things I love about client experience is that it is a science, but it's also an art. There's objective factors at play. There's subjective factors at play because we're dealing with people. And so I love the data aspect of it, but also the psychology of it. And as you mentioned, the employee portion is so important as well. We really have to make sure we consider what is the employee experience. So, Anne, how can financial institutions ensure that they don't become part of the problem? So as we talk about, you know, kind of being intentional about these things, how do they make sure that they're not part of the problem in the future? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it really starts with asking the client. There's a few things, but ask the client. Don't assume that you know what they want. Listen to the client, whether you're in meetings, whenever they're calling in, they're telling you what they need and what they're not getting. So analyze what you're hearing in those interactions and then watch them. Go to their office, see how they operate, really understand their process and how they operate and how they utilize various systems or solutions. And then through all of that, asking, listening, watching, you can identify the gaps, the pain points, and then really commit to prioritizing and investing in resolving those pain points. Seems so simple, right? I mean, like <laughs> one of those, it's so one of those things that you hear so often, like, why don't you just ask the customer? <laughs> and I think it's so interesting because I know so many people just from the marketing function of a business that run their campaigns and they they come up with this really great strategy, but they haven't used a customer as a sounding board. And so then they go out and they, they publish all this stuff or they do all these things. And then they ask, is it resonating? Or they wonder why it's not resonating because they look at the data and it's like, oh, wow, this is not doing as well as we thought. 
And it's so fascinating to me how a simple step, like bringing in a customer so that they can help provide you the real tangible, like, hey, this is the real deal here. This is what's actually happening. It's so interesting to me how many people do not do that. I agree. I'm a big proponent of journey mapping, but you know, it's rarely utilized to its full capacity because to me, journey mapping is really what being intentional is about because that way you can see from the moment the client becomes aware of your brand and your organization all the way through what they experience. It helps the organization better understand service handoffs and service delays or pain points throughout the organization. And then when you really utilize that client feedback and validate the journey, then you're able to create the journey that you really want the client to go through instead of one that just kind of comes about from an unintentional way of working. That's music to my ears. We actually just did an episode. It's been a couple of weeks now, I think, not long ago with Annette Franz. Love her. Love her. Yes. But yeah, she just did an episode with us and we talked about journey mapping and how important it is and how a lot of people think that they're doing journey mapping just by like looking at the buyer journey, but it's much deeper than that. And I love the fact you mentioned that because I do think that to your point, you can identify so many gaps in the process just by starting there. I think it needs to be some of the foundational pieces of starting a CX and and program is doing that. So love that. So, Anne, I got to ask you, tell us a little bit about what Texas Capital Bank is doing today, that they're doing this really, really well. And also, is there anyone else that you know as a financial institution that you think is, is also doing it well? Yeah, I think just beginning the conversation and having it embedded as part of your strategy, recognizing that we are in the age of the customer and the customer is comparing us all to the very best client experience that they're having. And it's not just now we're not just compared against financial institutions, we're compared against all areas. And so obviously, for as far as my family goes, we couldn't survive without Amazon and Domino's. (laughs) And they deliver a great client experience. And so financial institutions are on a journey, obviously, to provide digital, to begin to make the investment in understanding client data more deeply, and in predictive analytics. And so How are those interactions? And sometimes they're very complex interactions that clients have with financial institutions. How do the outcomes that they've had in those interactions translate into overall client satisfaction? And then what are some proactive actions that financial institutions can take? So it just really requires a different mindset from the top down. And it requires an investment in the necessary areas to really embrace the age of the customer and deliver what I think customers are expecting these days. I love the fact you mentioned two organizations that are not in the financial institution. I think so often we look at companies and we say, wow, they they do an incredible job with customer experience. And we think, oh, but it doesn't really translate to our industry. And that's just not true. When it comes to like your Amazon example and and Domino's example, 
I mean, when you really think about it, one of the reasons why the experience is so good with those companies is because they allow for no no gaps in the questions of the journey that ha- that happen. Right, Domino's is giving you an updated view of of where it's at in the oven. As soon as it's getting ready to go in the in the driver's hands, you get a text alert. Think about that process, but in the banking world. If I have a loan application, I'm in the middle of a loan application. I need to know the status of it, where it's at. It's the same thing. Think about it as your products at a bank being baked in the oven like the pizza. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's all about, like I said earlier, setting proper expectations. And so they set those so well and then they follow through on them and they show you with full transparency and visibility the entire time. And so your expectations are always aligned. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. And yes, I think we should apply that in as many areas as possible in financial services standpoint. You know, one of my favorite books is The Effortless Experience by Matt Dixon. I love that. And I really talk a lot about that at the organization because anytime, you know, it says in the book, there's any customer service interaction, it's four times more likely to drive disloyalty. So anytime a client has to reach out and ask a question or complain about something that's hard for them to do or the hassle that it's taking them to deal with an organization, that is decreasing their loyalty. And so it should always be, and this is an extreme way of looking at it, but we should always have the goal of getting zero calls in our call centers because When that happens, that means our products and services are working great. The training we provided to client and the team was sufficient and clear. The tools we gave them don't have any problems. And it's really, it's now aligned your brand promise with your operational reality. And that's, I think, what we should strive for. I couldn't agree more with you. Matt Dixon actually did a podcast with us at CloudShare. He's such a good dude. I love that guy. In such a good book. I second her recommendation on that book. If you have an effortless <laughs> experience, it's a good one. Definitely read it. So, Anne, I, I have a question for you. If there's people out there that, you know, want to bounce ideas off of you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn and I would love to connect. I love to talk with others and learn from others about their experience. And uh, we're all on this client experience journey together. So would love to connect with anyone on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for joining us today, Anne. We appreciate it. 